everybody. It's Monday, June 7th, and that means it's time for another episode of Chatting with Agnes and Cecilia, Nonprofit Conversations. I'm one of your hosts, Cecilia Sepp. I'm the principal and founder of Rogue Tulips Nonprofit Consulting, and I'm here today with my co-host and friend, Agnes. I'm going to throw it over to Agnes to say hello and introduce herself. Thank you, Cecilia. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening to our global audience, wherever you're joining us from. My name is Agnes Amos Coleman. I'm an author and a consultant. Over to you, Cecilia. Thanks, Agnes. And we're really excited today to have as our guest, Linda Devonish-Mills, who's an expert in diversity, equity, and inclusion programs. And it's a very hot topic right now for discussion. But as we were all saying right before we started this recording, it should always be a hot topic. So welcome, Linda. I want to throw it over to you to say hello and tell us a little something about yourself. Thanks, Cecilia and Agnes. It's a pleasure for me to join you all today. And I welcome all of us that are listening to us from all over the world. Um, yeah, it's my pleasure to talk about this topic. And as you said, Cecilia, um, this should be more than just a hot topic, so to speak, um, you know, because a lot of the things that are discussed uh, as it relates to diversity, equity, and inclusion has been around for many years. And it's just interesting that it's now that it's really relevant uh, within the workplace. So I am proud to say that I've been in the nonprofit um, organization industry uh, for over 20 years. And it's been the last seven to eight years that I've really been focusing on diversity, equity, and inclusion. So I do consider myself an expert in the space and looking really forward to uh, talking with you all today about the importance of you know, developing uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion programs and the critical steps that should take place to make sure that those programs are effective. Well, and I think that's a great segue into just getting this conversation going. So when it comes to these kind of programs, Linda, and and I think this is an especially timely topic because it's Pride Month. And so everyone in the gender spectrum is celebrating and talking, and we're hopefully all learning more about that unique group of people. So when you're getting ready to start a program, what kind of conversations should you be having? Right, so just like any other program, um, you you really have to start with the the planning phase of Mm -hmm. developing an effective program. So um, actually it's just been recently, I had a great experience with, um, you know, helping my alumni school, which is Fairleigh Dickinson University, where I've gotten my uh, master's degree, Mm -hmm. uh, where they are um, trying to figure out how they can have a presence through an office of diversity on campus. And I played a critical role there um, that I haven't done in any other of my uh, activities as it relates to diversity, equity, inclusion uh, programs, but realized the importance that sometimes you have to take a step back and really plan as to how those programs should be um, executed. So mm-hmm. the first thing you need to do is really look at your audience or your stakeholders in terms of who is gonna be impacted by those programs and develop a strategic plan accordingly. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's pretty much the first critical step that you have to take. And then also simultaneous to that, you also have to develop a proposal to your senior leaders to make sure that you get buy-in to even move forward with those programs. 
So once you get that all out the way, then the fun begins in terms of actually developing the programs. So I'm glad that you mentioned Pride Month because that's a prime example as to why in this day and age you have to have you know these type of programs because that is the best way to show your employees that you really are, they're really at an organization that really takes diversity, equity, and inclusion um, seriously, specifically mm -hmm. as it relates to inclusion and engagement, you know, because uh, like, for example, the reports issued by McKinsey, for example, they uh, state all the time that it's important to show regularly, not periodically, I really want to emphasize regularly the importance of showing your employees all the time how they are valued uh, mm -hmm. and that they are, um, you know, you know, developing an inclusive environment for them to feel like they have an equitable stand at the table, so to speak. So for many years, um, you know, and I, I try to stay away from acronyms, but the, you know, common acronym when it comes to Pride Month is now is LGBTQIA. And it's very uh, important for that community to feel included when they were many years where they did not feel included. And I'm just glad to see that through these programs, the more programs that promote specific communities, you know, um, during Pride Month and pretty much all throughout the year, just like Black History Month, you shouldn't just focus on the month of February to have those type of programs the more um, you get out of your employees in terms of retention, um, you know, and just uh, really being supportive of what the organizations try to do, if they feel of value and, you know, their contributions are valued. So that's one of the many reasons why it's important for, um, you know, employees to establish these programs. And when you do so, you have to do it in a way where you're setting up a forum where the employees feel like they're in a comfortable space to really express whatever they may be going through or whatever they want, may want to express during uh, challenging times that they may be going through, especially as it relates to what we've seen in the last maybe, I would say, 15 to 18 months as it relates to racial tensions. Mm -hmm. So Agnes, what are your thoughts? You know, thank you, Linda, for sharing that, you know, overview and, and strategic process to it. Uh, but I'm very curious in finding out how do we operationalize this process, a DEI on our day-to-day, -day, uh, in our day-to-day -day role in, an, in our association community uh, for each and everyone that's involved, I'm just curious to find out how does that, how does, how do we as a staff or the association community operationalize it so that it, mm -hmm. it impacts our lives? Great question. Yeah, that is a great question, Agnes, and thanks for sharing that question because it gives me an opportunity to uh, recommend actually a, a book that I read recently. It's called We Can't Talk About That at Work. Hmm. How to talk about race, religion, politics, and other polarizing topics. And uh, it's by the author of Mary Frances Winters, who is a very prominent diversity, equity, and inclusion and consultant. Um, and she talks about what you just asked, Agnes, in terms of how to really uh, bring to light and oper operationalize, um, I would say, an inclusive environment, you know, hmm. daily. 
So she gave some good examples that I, I think, you know, um, when I'm in the workforce, I would uh, definitely uh, practice or refer to where sometimes, you know, we all make the mistake of getting so caught up on business related issues when we get together with colleagues, you know, at a workplace, as opposed to taking a step back and, you know, really try to learn about each other from a personal perspective, not realizing that once you do that, actually in the long run, you make more of a connection in terms of, you know, the end goal that you're trying to achieve anyway, because, Mm -hmm. you know, um, I, I definitely have learned throughout my years in a career that sometimes the best way to achieve a business goal is to bring the personal perspective, you know, Mm -hmm. to it as well, especially for those of you that are working at global organizations, uh, specifically um, organizations that you're providing services to clients Mm -hmm. and members, you know, it is definitely a commitment that you should make to yourself to, you know, understand the cultures of the clients and the members that you're trying to serve, Mm. you know, and sometimes the best way to do that every single day is to make a commitment to have a one-on-one discussion, either with your, one of your senior leaders or um, one of your peers or one of your clients, more so from a personal perspective to really get insight in terms of their, what they're looking for from Mm. a business perspective. So it's, you know, like they say, it's the little things that count. So sometimes it's those little incremental interactions that you have with people that I think is the best way to daily infuse um, a diversity, equity, inclusion environment. Well, I think that's really a great way to express it, Linda, because I think anytime you want your team to work together better, they have to Mm -hmm. understand each other. So letting people have that time to talk at the water cooler Yep. over a cup of coffee and get to know each other a little bit. I mean, those of us who have worked in offices may laugh a little bit when we think about the monthly birthday cake right. for everyone's birthday, but it was a great way to bring people together and mm-hmm. and have some sharing and maybe learn a little bit about people. Um, it's interesting how little we do know about the people in our lives, like right. the children they have, if they even have children, how long they've been married. Uh, so even those kind of things, and those are things that go across groups. And that's right. I think that's really, um, but one of the things, Linda, I want to make sure we talk about with you before the end of this episode is the difference between equality and equity, because mm-hmm. we all talk about DEI and we all know DNI is diversity and inclusion, mm-hmm. but I, I think some people still are not clear on the difference between equality and equity. So mm-hmm. can you give us a little insight on that? No, good well, that's an interesting question, uh, Cecilia, because sometimes I struggle <laughs> with the difference. And even though I'm a DNI expert, so I actually that's a good question for me to even think about before I speak about it. So, uh, well, one of the one of the yeah. things uh, while you're thinking about it, uh, one of the things I do because I do uh, teach some courses for people getting ready for the CAE exam, and so it's one mm-hmm. of the things we discuss. And so Mm -hmm. equality means everybody is equal. So like Mm -hmm. I have two apples and Agnes has two apples. That's equal. That's like a mathematical equation. But you have no apples and you're hungry. 
And so you need to eat so you can perform. So equity would be making sure you have some of those apples. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. And, and that's really how I explain it. I don't know if that's a good example, but that's how I- It is. Think I think it's it a is. great example, actually. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. yes. The whole and, thing about um, equity is that understanding that you were talking about, Linda, that's mm-hmm. so crucial. And that's Mm -hmm. how we get to equity is that understanding of what people need and who they are and where they come from. Right. Uh, right. Because, you know, we need to understand that just because people look alike doesn't mean they are alike. That's right. That's right. And, and thanks Cecilia for giving me the time to think about, you know, what the difference is. And I think the best way that I would describe the difference that there's, I don't see it so much as a difference. It's more so um, an evolution in my opinion, in terms of how you look at equality versus equity, realizing that, you know, equality is what we have captured for many years. When you think about, you know, definitely equality as as to how it affected the development of the Civil Rights Act, you know, many years ago, Um, you know, so to me, what we're seeing now is equality has evolved to equity. Mm. And so, and what that means to me is that like, for example, in the workforce, and and this goes back to why it's important to develop diversity, equity, and inclusion programs, is that everybody, um, it's important for everybody to have an equitable opportunity to have a voice, you Mm. know, um, whether it relates to a specific project that they're working on or maybe uh, the big picture in terms of even how uh, an organization is um, strategically um, directing themselves in terms of its goals. Mm-hmm. You know, um, that's what I see in terms of maybe the difference or how equality has evolved to equity and mm-hmm. everybody making sure that they have an equitable opportunity to uh, make contributions towards a workforce. You know, and I, and I love that word evolution because Mm -hmm. things need to grow and they need to change and our understanding evolves over time. So I think that's an even better definition or viewpoint uh, than sharing what we have with others so they can rise as well. Right. Um, So believe it or not, we are at the end of this episode. I think we need to continue this conversation another day with Linda because you've been a fantastic guest on this topic. Uh, But as we're wrapping up, I always like to ask Agnes for her thoughts on, uh, uh, on the topic. Thanks, Cecilia. Linda, thank you for being our guest. I think there's definitely a a great opportunity for us here as the association community and for our global audience who are watching us to really look at how we can, to your point, evolve uh, in this area. And because when we evolve together, there's an opportunity for us to succeed together. And I think the whole overarching goal here is that um, we're all in this together and it's, mm-hmm. you know, we're supposed to be our brother's keepers or our sister's keepers. And, and, the, and that really does, uh, the bottom line gets impacted because we get right. very short-sighted about, oh, why are we doing this program? They're just not important. But, but really, uh, you know, the bottom line is impacted because people are demanding this from businesses that we want to see business do better. We want Mm -hmm. them to be fair. We want them to be equitable. And if they're not doing so, we don't want to do business with them. 
And That's I right. think that this is a message that we, you know, as an association community and as our global community really needs to continue to embrace so that we can all succeed together and everybody wins. It's a win-win solution. So thank you for sharing your perspective on this and we look forward to having you back. Over to you, Cecilia. Oh, thanks, Agnes. Uh, that, that's a great insight. Thank you. Uh, so, Linda, since we need to wrap up, what is the one thought you'd like people to take away today? And then how can they get in touch with you if they'd like to talk with you more? Right. Well, I definitely uh, can appreciate um, Agnes's thoughts and how she wrapped up the, you know, the conversation where I think what I would add to that is that um, employers, employees, um, people in general really should um, embrace diversity, equity, and inclusion as a new way of life. And mm. you know, it can't be just uh, a hot topic, so to speak, which quite frankly, it seems to be right now. And you know, what one thing that's great about that is that I do see a lot more of inclusion, inclusive engagement opportunities for employees is also from a business perspective, um, you know, developing a lot of career opportunities for people. But what I'm really concerned about is that this is just a status quo, you know, where we may just be going through a, a phase right now. And, and I feel that if it does come down to that, you know, then in general, we have failed, you know, mm -hmm. what I would like to see and what my commitment is to myself and to the profession in general is that this is an ongoing process, just like, you know, my primary career was in the accounting career. That's mm -hmm. a career that's never going to go away. There's always going to be a need for accountants. So the same goes with diversity, equity, inclusion, where this should be here to stay. Mm -hmm. And um, that is why getting back to what we discussed about programs is why we have to continue to develop programs that are effective in that area. Great. And how can people get in touch with you, Linda? Uh, one of two ways. Uh, I'm definitely on uh, LinkedIn as, you know, under my full name, Linda Devonish Mills. Uh, and you will see on my profile that I am actually uh, open to uh, opportunities, uh, either as a consultant or a full-time employee. So please uh, feel free to check my profile and contact me. Uh, I also can be reached at lynda.devonishmills at yahoo.com. So I am looking forward to hearing from some of you that listen to today's uh, session. Great. Thank you, Linda. And I'm glad you mentioned that about you being open to new opportunities because uh, I was going to mention Linda was also a guest on our other series, Nonprofit Executive Spotlight. So she shared a lot of these uh, ideas and insights in that episode as well. If you'd like to hear more from Linda, check that out on our YouTube channel. So, and people who know me know I never miss an opportunity to share a Star Trek quote. So as we're talking about DEI, there's a great quote from the world of Star Trek the idic, infinite diversity and infinite combinations. Hmm. And I think that's a very inspiring thing to keep in mind as we continue these conversations and learn more about each other. So we have to go rogue for now. Thank you for joining us this week. We'll be back next time with another episode. Again, I want to thank my co-host, Agnes Amos Coleman, and our guest, Linda Devonish-Mills. So if you'd like to learn more about Rogue Tulips, you can go to our website, roguetulips.com. And you can contact us with a form or subscribe to our newsletter, Rogue Speak. 
We are also supporters of the 501c league, which is an online community for everyone in the nonprofit community and the people who love them. You can check out the league at the 501cleague.net. The league is a leader in CAE education, and we also offer the ethics credit that you need for CAE renewal. So check them out. So uh, thanks again for joining us and we'll see you next week. Thank <laughs> you.